What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am thrilled that you have joined me again this week. This week, I had such a fun interview with Bridget from Clean and Simple Bridget. She just gives us tips on how to live a little more intentionally, but with like clean in mind and simple in mind and not overboard where you're going to feel like, oh my goodness, I have to get rid of, you know, all my plastic bags and all the stuff in my house and just start over. It's more just practical tips for us to live a healthier lifestyle one step at a time. And I am all about baby steps. So I love the way Bridget does this. She does this well on her Instagram. So if you want to follow somebody on Instagram with really easy, practical tips, make sure you follow her. She's at clean and simple Bridget. I will make sure to post that in the show notes as well. So you can follow her. That's where I originally found her. And like I said, she doesn't make you feel bad about what you're already doing or feel like you know there's no end in sight to like switch completely she just gives you these easy tips to make simple changes to your routines or to you know the things you purchase and so with that said today I brought her on to tell us about the things she no longer buys because I was so intrigued by this I saw her post several times on Instagram about things she's not buying anymore and I thought you know what I could take a couple of those and make these simple switches in my life too so it was so practical I wanted to make sure she came on and shared those ideas with us. So she's going to give you 20 things that she no longer buys in hopes that you can find one or two that might simplify your life, help you live a little um, less wasteful, help you be more intentional, help you be a little healthier in your household, all of those things. Of course, you don't have to go and do all 20 of these at once. I know I didn't. I will share with you at the end which one I did make the switch on immediately. So make sure to stay tuned all the way to the end. I hope you love this interview. Here is Bridget. Well, welcome to the show, Bridget. Thank you so much for coming on the Simple Home Podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yes. So I am a wife and a mom of three. I have twin four-year-olds, a boy and a girl, and then also a six-year-old. So I have three kids. And at one time I had three in diapers. So it was a little hectic there for a while. And I live in Wisconsin. Uh, We just had negative 18 degree weather. So it's quite, quite chilly here. I was a former teacher and now I am a stay-at-home mom. 
and I'm the creator of Clean and Simple Bridget. So a little bit of background with that. Um, it's I have Clean and Simple Bridget on Instagram and on Facebook. And a little background, the reason why I chose clean for one of the <laughs> one of the words is because um, I was really sick after I had my twins. I had a lot of health issues, and I really had to start cleaning out my jeans and looking at what kind, what was going on my face, what was going in my cleaning products, and really what was even going into my food. So I had um, to really just make a switch and change into having more of a cleaner lifestyle. So I started to post about it. And then also choosing the word simple because I realized that I was under a lot of stress. Having three kids in diapers, you can only imagine that there was just a lot of stress, but there was also a lot of clutter. And I came across um, minimalism, and I'm not quite a, a true minimalist. I would consider myself more of a cozy minimalist. <laughs> and um, just simplifying your life, it just started to speak to me. And by removing a lot of the clutter and simplify what I was doing as a mom, I was making things a lot harder. And I was spending time on things that I didn't need to be spending time on. For example, cleaning up instead of spending time with my children. And I realized that that all the clutter was stressing me out. So the clutter really triggered my stress. And um, with twins, I have two of everything. So I had two bouncies and you know, I am a, on the Enneagram scale, I'm a two with a one wing. So and being a teacher, I like to be organized. I like to have everything ready. So I was prepared and had every single thing you can think of but it was just clutter everywhere. So that's really where I had to take a look at things and really simplify and figure out what I needed. So that's, that's kind of why I started Clean and Simple Bridget on Instagram and on Facebook because I figured that you know, other moms could benefit from it as well. Yeah, and I know that they definitely have because I've seen your Instagram. That's where um, I followed you first and found you. And it's just so fun seeing your quick tips. And like you said, the term simple. I mean, you really do put it in simple terms for us because otherwise we can't take it on. Sometimes I feel like, especially like Pinterest or some things you see and you're like, oh, that would be super fun, but it's going to take me a day to figure out how to put that into action. And then, you know, I got to go get some things to do it. And so I love that you've just kind of simplified how to declutter or how to, you know, find some different ways to do things in our homes. Cause sometimes we're just like on autopilot and we, we can't slow down and, and see that. So I love your Instagram feed and your Facebook feed. I think it's super helpful. And I'm sure that the audience listening will think so as well. So glad. And usually what I post, I post things that I struggle with. So I figured that there has to be other moms out there that struggle with this too. So a lot of the things, you know, I am by no means perfect at all, but it's just those simple things that I can put out there that, huh, okay. Uh, you know, for example, the other day I had to clean my bedside table. It all of a sudden accumulated all this clutter. So let's just post this. I'll show you how dirty it was and then what I did to simplify. So I think, um, you know, that's the biggest thing is I struggle a lot with these things. So I feel like I want to help, you know, as a helper, as a two Enneagram, <laughs> I want to help other people and share what I'm learning to kind of, you know, support them along this journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And that's kind of the beauty of this podcast too, is I get to learn, alongside. I mean, I tell people all the time, I am no expert in this simplifying, you know, it's just that I can, I feel the relief as a mom every time I simplify something. So learning from everybody I bring on the show and from the audience and stuff, it's just, we're kind of all in it together, you know? And like you said, if you're struggling with it, there's other moms out there that feel the same way. So for sure. Yes, exactly. 
So what does simplicity mean to you and why do you feel like it's so important to you at this stage in your motherhood? I think right now, simplicity to me means removing a lot of the clutter to make time for what matters most. So a lot of the times I think as moms, we go around and we're picking up things and we're cleaning all the time. And, you know, what I was finding is that's all I felt I was doing all day long, just cleaning up the clutter, cleaning up the clutter. But it's interesting, once you start to remove all that, how freeing it is. And you just, I mean, I am constantly getting rid of things all the time, even after four years, but just how calming it feels, even just to your nervous system. But then you think, all right, well, you know, you kind of, there's always something to do, I feel like as a mom. But even just to have that time for yourself and for your family. So instead of spending, you know, 30 minutes cleaning up your family room, well, maybe you could use that 30 minutes to take a bath or to spend time with your kids or, you know, so I think really opening up that time, simplifying and removing a lot of the stuff that we spend so much of our time on and really just, you know, embracing that being around being around our family and friends and making time for it matters most. So for me, I think that's a, that's a huge thing. Yeah. And I think that's what I hear most from other listeners as well is that, you know, once they start like getting rid of some things, even some of the harder stuff and they start really letting go of it, they feel that freedom. And then it just makes everything so much, I mean, not easier. Motherhood's not easy, but it just makes everything feel smoother and just like, you have a rhythm going, I guess you're not as, you know, you're not covered in, in your stuff, both physical and mental. I think it's a very mental thing as well. Yes, I would agree. So can you share a few of the tips that maybe that have helped you simplify? Because I think that's where a lot of people are, you know, they listen to this podcast and are like, I just need some more ideas. Like how can I get rid of this stuff or how can I make my life simple? Um, It could be routines, it could be about decluttering, kind of anything that has helped you along the way. Yes, I came up with a couple of things. So one of the big ones that I love are the one pan meals. So you probably see them going around on Pinterest. But what I like to do is to use a glass baking dish. So I try not to use a lot of the nonstick. That was one thing with my health that I learned that anything nonstick or plastic. Um, I really try to declutter all that. And now all that I use in my house is glass and um, basically cast iron and stainless steel. So those three items, that would be a great way to start decluttering your kitchen if you were looking for more of a healthier, kind of cleaner way to go. But I use, and it's your typical, if you think of your nine by 13 glass baking dish, but um, I got a little bit bigger one. It's a four quart and we have a family of five. Um, If you had a family of two, you could probably still use your nine by 13. But what I like to do is I like to create rows of a meat, a protein and a veggie. And um, I don't know, I have somewhat kind of picky eaters. (laughs) They don't like their food, you know, mixed all together. So it's a great way because, you know, sometimes when I post People will ask, well, do your kids actually eat that? And the answer is yes and no. (laughs) They will eat some of it, but they probably don't eat all three areas that I have. But I at least try to put something on there that I know that they will eat. And I know that I have to be extremely, I have a lot of food allergies, and I have to be extremely careful about what I eat. And at first, I was making two separate meals, one for myself and then one for my family. But what I found is that if I make those rows, I know that they'll eat at least one something, and I can have something, and you know, then my husband. So it just, 
is kind of a great, you make your rose and then you pop it in the oven at 350 degrees and you basically wait until your chicken's done. And I think that's helpful even too with grocery shopping. Um, it's called reverse meal planning where I don't meal plan, but I find whatever fresh and in season. So I'll think of, okay, six meats that I'll have and six vegetables that I'll grab for the week that are in season. And then, you know, do something like a thing of pre-cooked quinoa or different kind of rice, or even, you know, putting olive oil over some cooked noodles that we had. So putting it all into one dish, I actually just did a leftover one last night where we had, we had salmon and then we also had some noodles and I think there was even some corn dogs in there. So we threw it all into one pan. And really the reason why I like the glass baking dish is because it goes in the dishwasher. We have a rule at our house that if it doesn't go in the dishwasher, I get rid of it because I just don't want to spend the time cleaning it. I know some people enjoy that, which is great and it's calming for them. But for me, it's just another way that I simplify my life. So that's really one area that um, I like because it accommodates my dietary needs, but then, you know, with my children as well. Um, I think another tip, so if something is stressing you out, you see all these art carts going around on, you know, Pinterest or Instagram, whatever it is. I think they are great. Um, it's one of the most used items in our house is an art cart. We like to embrace open art, you know, thinking. And um, one of the things I noticed that there was a huge mess every time after the art cart and I had, and I stocked it full. I was you know, a teacher. So I stocked everything full. I had tons of paper, tons of markers, tons of scissors, you know, everything for them to use. But it was really a trigger point for me, a stress where I look at that and, oh, there's all, we call them schnipschels. They're little pieces of paper all over the floor where they cut them all up. And there was schnipschels everywhere and it was stressing me out. So I thought, okay, this is stressing me out. This is great for them. Yes, I still want them to embrace art and, you know, be creative. Of, but what if I took away the paper, you know, only put about 10 sheets and only did a couple coloring books, three of them instead of 10 of them? What if I took back some of those markers, the scissors, you know, things that they don't need that was just creating clutter? So thinking of if something is stressing you out, if you can, you know, look at a way to simplify it, I think is one of the biggest things. So if something is triggering you, to not be happy, how could you simplify it? And that's really been helpful for me in my motherhood, at least, to look at things a little bit differently. And I'm still giving them the same experience, but I'm a happier mom because I simplified it. Yeah. And I want to interrupt you really quick because I think that often I realize where an area is like cluttered or a problem because I start nagging my kids and that's yeah. like, it's like a big eye opener. I'm like, why am I yelling at my kids about this? Or why am I constantly on them? And then I'm like, okay, how could we fix it? Because usually it's because I'm stressed about something like all the little pieces of paper <laughs> around or whatever it is. So yes, I would agree. Yes. Yeah. Well, those are great tips. And I love the one pot meal idea. I embraced that for a while there. And then for some reason, I kind of got away from it. So I am going to, I'm going to try some this week because I've been looking for just new ways to mix up our meals a little bit now that my kids are a little bit older. So our youngest is four, um, like yours. Actually, he just turned five. I should say he's five now. <laughs> I keep forgetting he just turned five. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, that gives me a little bit more headspace to make some meals and I'm kind of in a rut. So <laughs> yes. And go ahead. I have a little icon on my Instagram. So all of, 
all of the, you know, sometimes I'll post little videos on my stories or I'll actually, I probably could be posting more, um, a couple of them, but you know, basically there are five ingredients, but then they're all, and you can kind of adapt it to your own, whatever you have. I like to use a lot of clean ingredients, but you can also make it to what your liking is or what you have in the fridge. So even just to get some ideas and switch it up using those three things that you can rotate between are very helpful. And, you know, and I've used the cast iron pan before, which is also great. Um, and then the sheet pan too. those ideas where you take a sheet pan and cook that way. That's a great idea. Um, even for a crowd, like a nacho pan, um, crowd one that, you know, is always a pleaser when you need a little bit more for a group. So yeah. definitely take advantage of that icon. It's up there and there's a lot of ideas that I have up there. Okay. Yeah, I definitely will. I noticed now that, um, my oldest is nine, he eats like crazy. And I keep wondering what the teenage years are going to be like, cause I feel like I have to cook so much more food already. So I am hoping that day is coming. And you know, it's kind of funny that you say that because we used to get away with one, one pound of meat for taco Tuesdays. And now we need two pounds. So I can only imagine once they get to high school with two boys, you know, but I said, it's going to be nice when you guys actually eat all of my food instead of being so picky about it too. Yep. I think, you know, it'll be a blessing and a curse, I guess at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the ways I found you was some of your posts on Instagram about things that you no longer buy. And I noticed that you post those quite often and it looks like a great way to one, just have a cleaner home and, you know, change out some of the waste that we have and all of that, but also just simplify some things. So do you mind kind of sharing your list with us here on the podcast? I would love to. And I think one of the things that kind of got me thinking, so around, I would say it was probably two, three years ago, my brother-in-law works with somebody from Italy and we had had him over at a barbecue at our house. And he said that they love Americans because we're consumers. And that has really stuck with me because, you know, we consume everything where we have the target dollar spot and the dollar store, and we consume a lot of just really things that, you know, aren't as important to us, but whereas they'll take their shoes, for example, they'll have a really nice pair of shoes and they won't have 20 pairs of shoes. We're in America, we consume, we consume, we consume. And I never really thought about that, but looking at a way of that takes up your time and your energy as well. So that's kind of just stuck with me that, you know, to kind of break that cycle of being a consumer and a lot of the items that I'm going to mention here. So it's just being more intentional about what you buy, but maybe in a cleaner way too. And it's things that yes, you have to buy, but it's a one-time purchase and you're not completely you know, going and buying every single week, you're buying these items and not realizing, but then over time you can realize that you're saving a lot of money and it's a lot cleaner options. So I think that's what kind of started to get me going as it was a lot healthier and cleaner, but then I was also saving a ton of money and I was saving my time by not going to the store and buying all these things. So that's kind of my motivation. And I realized that people on Instagram just love this for some reason. They love, you know, things that they can save money on and, you know, who doesn't like a good deal? So um, I'm glad that everybody is really responsive towards that. But one of the first ones, so I have 20 items that I want to share today. And one of the first one is buying books. Now, you know, I love to read, but what happens is 
we, we buy the books and then they just become clutter around our house. So what I try to do instead is I try to use my Kindle, but then if not, try to, you know, purchase them from the library if I can. And I will keep certain books, but only if I can't find that information online. So that's a great way. I got rid of pretty much all of my cookbooks because you can find so many recipes online and you think of a lot of the information. And if you know that you're not going to read it again, you know, that's a great way for you to just keep something that you really, you know, will go back to and read and that you can't find online. And um, even things like, you know, I love supporting our schools and buying Scholastic and, and that kind of thing, but they'd come home almost every month. And I try to look at other ways I can su support the school rather than buying, um, you know, books are great. But when, <laughs> when you're having all these books come in your house, all of a sudden you look around and you have two, 300 books and you know that aren't even getting read and for the most part i think i try to narrow it down to just one month or one time a month where i go and get new books for my kids at the library and then they're great they read them and then we can move on but then they don't end up being clutter in our house so that was one of the first ones that i think was you know a big eye opener for me that you know even for every holiday i'd want to buy my children books and you know we have good intentions behind them but then we have to think about, you know, in the long run, we paid for that book. And then, um, you know, it's also just contributing to the clutter. Number two is floss. Now, this one can be kind of controversial. <laughs> but I no longer buy floss. I do get them from the dentist. So I do still floss. But I use a water pick instead. Now, my sister's a dental hygienist. She'll, so she'll say that some people say that you should do floss and a water pick. She said that would be the A plus answer. But if you, I feel like a water pick gets enough of the gunk out when I go through my teeth more than, you know, I notice when I go on vacation or go up to the cabin where I don't have my water pick that I noticed that it creates just more grime in my mouth. So yes, you can floss and, um, but I just use the stuff that the dentist gives me for trips and that kind of thing. And then I use my water pick for the rest of the time. So again, it's an investment but you're no longer buying floss anymore. So um, number three is dryer sheets. And this one, I think, you know, I think people are making the switch and this would be to buy dry, dryer wool balls. And if you don't know what they are, they're basically, you know, they act like a, a dryer sheet that gets the static out and you can use, I know a lot of people like scent when they have their laundry and I like to use essential oils with mine to kind of give them that scent. Um, one tip that I have, so if you already are using dryer balls, you know, these would be again, a one-time purchase where you're not purchasing dryer sheets every month. Um, but one tip that I have is to use a garment bag because some people don't like to find the balls all around their laundry and they'll find them in a sleeve and find them, you know, in a hood or, you know, they can't find all the balls. So to use a garment bag and um, I haven't noticed a difference. People have asked me that. Do you notice the difference with the static? And no, I have not. Um, so I just keep them all in there. And then that helps to simplify my life because I don't have to be <laughs> going through the laundry and trying to find the dryer balls. But that's just a really, you know, clean option and a simple option. Um, number four would be plastic water bottles and straws. This was, I think, a big one for me where I use stainless steel straws instead. And 
um, I used to buy smoothie straws, the really big thick ones that were, you know, you would dispose of them after you were done and any kind of straws, you would dispose of them. Well, if you think of it, you're buying them, but even a stainless steel now, you know, you won't have to buy again. And with the, um, you know, with that, you can, some people are very sensitive with their teeth and don't like how the stainless steel feels on their, their teeth. So you can actually buy little rubber things that you can put on there. And I find, I don't know if anybody else finds this, but I find that you drink more water when you do have that stainless steel or when you do have a straw. <laughs> I don't know if you, anybody else has noticed that, but, and then plastic water bottles. Um, we really try to just find one really good water bottle and then refill that. So it's so easy, you know, and I, I will say that if we have guests over or a party, you know, which hasn't happened because of COVID, but I will say that we will buy them then. But besides that, we're not, you know, using plastic water bottles because one, the plastic that's in there and then, you know, you're just buying it constantly and that adds up after a while. Number five would be artificial air fresheners and candles. So this is one because of my health, I real I was very sensitive towards candles and any kind of scents. And I don't know if anybody else has experienced this either, but my eyes would get really itchy. I'd get a headache when I'd smell candles, that kind of thing. So I really had to remove that from my house. But those are things that you're purchasing all the time. And I use a diffuser. So it's a one-time purchase. You use essential oils, you know, they smell great, and then they have a lot of added benefits to them. So that was one clean way. And then, you know, you're only buying the bottle rather than, you know, all these plastic disposable things that you're, you're throwing away. But for example, a bottle of lemon, you could be using lemon for so many different things in your cleaners and your smell and your, you know, with your foods, all different ways to remove stickers on the windows. <laughs> that kind of thing. So those have just a lot of multi-purpose uses where, um, you know, I think that's just a really great clean and simple way to kind of clean things up. Yeah. So I wanted to interrupt you real quick because I've had the same kind of my whole life with like scented lotions or, you know, scented candles, like you said, where I just get a headache and I don't know exactly what causes it, but I know it's from the scents in those. So we also use a diffuser um, although sometimes I'm kind of creative with what I mix and my family's like, I don't think I like that one, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it is true. Some of them, I know some people don't like certain smells, but it is true that, um, you know, once you do find a smell that you like, it's nice to let everybody else experience it. <laughs> All right. Number six. So it's tampons. So this is obviously one related more to ladies, but, I now use a menstrual cup. And at first I think a lot of people, have you had any experience with a menstrual cup or are you more of a tampon kind of girl? So I have not, but it is something that I have been looking into. But I know like from friends that do use them, they constantly tell me like, you gotta find the right one. So I have not dived into it yet, but it is, it's on my list. Yes, exactly. So there is a site called put a cup in it and you can go and take a quiz there. So if you had children, it's definitely going to be different than someone who hasn't had children. And, um, 
you, you there are heavy days and light days but you can take that quiz and then it, i mean i think there's probably over 40 to 50 different kinds of menstrual cups out there so there's definitely a learning curve with them when you start and i think a lot of people try them and get frustrated and think oh it didn't work for me but one tip that i have and you know i'm trying not to be too discreet here but if you for some reason the seal isn't working or you do get cramping you just have to there's different folds too of how they work but you just have to release the seal and release that pressure so if you are having troubles with them, again, try to stick with it. There's a learning curve, but I haven't had to buy tampons now in probably over two, three years, which is so nice. And once you get the hang of it, it's really not, you know, that bad. I love it that, you know, and I think there is less cramping too, because a lot of the products that we use are soaked in bleach. So in turn, then that's being absorbed into you. So you have to think of all the toxins too, that are, you know, being absorbed into you. And there's just so many different kinds of benefits of it too. Um, you think, oh, reusable, that may not sound the greatest, but there's ways to sanitize them. You can boil them after, um, you know, there's a lot of really great cleaners that they do have. So it's not as gross as what some people think. I know that that's kind of a reason why people <laughs> try to steer clear of them. But I would recommend if you can take that quiz, it's put a cup in it and um, kind of figure out what would work best with your area. So let me ask you really quick. Um, how many do you suggest somebody has? You only really need one. You need one cup. I do two because I have a light day and a regular. But um, I would like, you know, you could get away with just one if you wanted to. All right, number seven. So number seven is loofahs and body washes. Now loofahs, you wouldn't think of it. I never thought of this when I was younger, when you'd get the you know, fun little body washes from Bath and Body and you'd have your loofah and think it was the greatest. But really they create, there's so much bacteria that can grow in those loofahs, which you think is kind of gross and disgusting. But then you're also washing your body with a lot of plastic too. So that's one thing I don't buy anymore. I like to use this little honeycomb mitt and it is reusable and it's antibacterial. So it's just a really nice way. It also exfoliates your skin, which is really nice. So it acts as a double purpose. Um, it's not as soft as what you would think. You do have to kind of get used to it, but it just acts, you know, you never have to buy, you know, any kind of loofahs again. And same thing, even with body washes too, because I am so sensitive, um, lemon is actually one of my sensitivities that I found out through a food sensitivity test. So I avoid, um, a lot of products have lemon essential oil in them or different kinds of lemon. So I love to make my own products because I know exactly what goes into them and what I'm sensitive towards. So I'll do castile soap in a reusable pump with, you know, I like to use lavender because it's calming for the skin. So that's one thing that, um, you know, I don't buy either are body washes because there's so many synthetic ingredients in those and it's just a great way again to have clean and simple items that you can make yourself and a lot of those recipes too I love posting those recipes because they're just helpful um, you can kind of you know curate them to your own needs of what what works best with your body number eight is coffee and tea filters now I know some people are some people are coffee some people are tea some people are both but we live in Wisconsin and right now you know that warm <laughs> cup of anything is great right now so we no longer buy the filters and the filters if you think about it they are soaked in bleach so they when you you know are straining your coffee you're also getting that bleach that goes into your coffee so it's not a very clean option but then you can buy some that are bleach free 
but even better would be a reusable one that you can stick in the dishwasher. Mine, you know, like I mentioned before, if it doesn't go in the dishwasher, we don't want it. Um, so that you can find tea ones and you can also find coffee ones, but you're only buying it once and you're not going to the store and buying them constantly, but then you're also, you know, putting an investment back in your health. Number nine is disposable napkins. And this is one, uh, now it is, you know, if we do have people over, I'll put that out there. We don't have enough for everyone. So I will do disposable and just for the sake of, you know, sanitary reasons, but otherwise using disposable or using reusable napkins and you think, oh, I have to wash them every day, but we really don't wash them every day. You know, they don't get that dirty. If it's something that's really dirty, then we will go ahead. But I don't find myself constantly washing the reusable napkins. We have, you know, 10 of them that we rotate in and out. Again, there's five of us. So there's always one that, you know, they're kind of, depending on how dirty they are, um, we use those. So that's a way that we save money. Number 10, disposable face wash and um or actually disposable face wipes and face wash now i was one to go to target every i don't know probably every month or so because i think they come in a 30 pack and i buy the makeup wipes that you can take off your makeup with and um you know what i realized is a lot of the chemicals that are in those wipes are not good for your face and they do cause a lot of breakouts but there are a lot of, even if you just search on Amazon too, I know I use the Norwex ones. I love that company, but um, you can do different kind of reusable makeup wipes if you go, you know, just search and see, and then you're not buying those every month. So yes, I wash them, but you know, I'm only washing them once every two weeks and I have a pack of four that I kind of rotate through and I've never really noticed a, a huge difference and, you know, I find that it's cleaner on my skin. I like to keep one in the shower because then I can really get, they're made out of microfibers where you can really get in your skin and get it good. And sometimes occasionally then too, I will have my, um, I'll kind of rotate between the two where I'll make my own face wash. So that's just Castile soap. I know a lot of people, sometimes they struggle from breakouts or um, their skin gets really dry from Castile soap. So I would recommend using a vegetable glycerin and then that will kind of help to moisten it up. And then I also, you know, like lavender and frankincense because there's so many benefits of, you know, frankincense is great with wrinkles. Tea tree is good with acne. Lavender is good for calming the skin. So once you know what those oils do, it's easier to kind of curate your, your skin type. Okay, number 11, spouse greeting cards. I was just reminded of this one because it was Valentine's Day and we no longer buy those, the cards at all. Because if you go and <laughs> if you've looked at the cost of cards lately, there are some that are, you know, close to $5 for a card. And, you know, Hallmark is great and they probably have a lot of really talented people there that write really nice things. But my husband and I, we use a journal and we each have our own separate journal. And then, you know, whether it's a birthday or Valentine's Day or anniversary or just something special, we like to use um, journals instead. So we purchased, you know, a journal is probably $8. You know, you can obviously get them at the dollar store for a dollar, however you would like. But then we write back and forth to each other. And then I just feel like it's more meaningful. We don't have to spend the money. I would much rather go and spend $5 on a cup of coffee <laughs> than going, you know, and spending money on a card that Hallmark wrote. So that's one way that we kind of cut down on the cost. And it's just the fact of going to the store too. That's your time, that's your money. And, you know, you're coming up with a more meaningful way of doing it. So that's, you know, something too of things that we no longer buy.
I love that one. And one of the reasons is because, you know, something that I talk to a lot of women about is cards and photos are usually really hard for them to let go of and declutter. And they don't necessarily want to have a big box of cards, but, you know, it was given to them by their husband or a grandparent or a parent or whatever, and it's hard to let them go. But you guys have this wonderful journal now that, you know, it's only one item and it has so many special memories in it. So I love that one. And even thinking about doing it with um, your kiddos as they grow, you know, because that would be a great way to write them little, little notes rather than cards and stuff. We also don't buy cards, but we don't even usually give each other cards. So the journal is probably a better way to go for sure. And it doesn't always happen. Sometimes we forget. So if you remember, great. Yeah. <laughs> but no. kind of the same thing, like you said, it contains the clutter where you don't have, you know, random cards all over the place and you're trying to find. So it just narrows it down that hopefully we think, you know, when we're 80, that we'll be able to sit down and read, read through them and <laughs> yeah, rather yeah. than having them all over the place. Yeah, I love it. All right, number 12 is disposable mop pads. And I am totally guilty of this one, using a Swiffer with the chemicals in it, spraying it. You know, when they first came out, I thought they were wonderful. You know, I felt like they, you know, back then they probably would have simplified my life. But, you know, what I found is obviously the chemicals in them are not the greatest. And then you're taking that pad, that disposable mop pad, and throwing it away every time. So that's one that if you can somehow get a reusable mop pad, you can, you know, you can buy the really great ones that are out there. But then I've also seen some that are, you know, for only $30, $40 that are really great that you can just wash. And then you're not, again, buying them, going out to the store, your time and your money going out, kind of throwing it away and you're saving so much more. And I don't feel like I'm washing, you know, disposable <laughs> or the reusable mop pads all the time either. So that's just another, and the chemicals too, then you can make your own um, mop mixture. I like to actually fill up our slop sink that we have and I'll do hot water, vinegar, and then I'll add kind of whatever essential oil, you know, I'm into for the day. Lemon's a great option, Maluka, On Guard, any of those are great to kind of help be antibacterial and they get the job done just as well. Number 13 is disinfectant wipes. Now this one, or disposable disinfectant wipes, I should say, this one kind of came with COVID because I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning, no one could find any kind of wipes at all. And I will say this, I do buy disposable wipes for school because we have to, but then I was also kind of, I guess not forced, but you know, we tried to make our own. So we use different kind of, you know, I just use rags and then I fill up a glass jar. I put vinegar, I put um, some dish soap, again, using my oils and some other things. You can add alcohol if you want for all those added benefits. Um, but then you let them soak in there and then you can just take them out. You put them on a sealable jar and then they're ready and good to go. All right. Number 14, we have disposable lint rollers. Now, this is one that I found kind of interesting. I saw something the other day on Instagram that you can actually save an average of $700 in a lifetime by switching to lint rollers <laughs> that are reusable. 
And you think of it, every time you roll, you're throwing away something and it's contributing to our landfills, but then you're also having to repurchase those. So finding something that can be reusable lint. Now, I know we don't have pets, so you know we don't use lint rollers that often, but when we do, they get the job done and they're fine. So I'm sure that there's different options out there for people with pets that work a lot better. But this is just one, you know, something simple as that, saving $700, that's two flights somewhere, <laughs> you know, that you could be spending money on. So looking at it that way, it doesn't seem like a big deal at this moment, but when you actually start adding up all these things, they save money um, constantly where you're just, it is an investment. A lot of these things are expensive at first, but it's an investment up front, and then you no longer have to pay for them again. Number 15 are gift bags. And I have had enough gift bags probably to give a gift to someone every single day. <laughs> I have so many gift bags and I love reusing them. I think it's a great option, but here's kind of where the decluttering comes in. And you only need so many gift bags, but I will have, you know, I narrowed it down to probably, I want to say 10 to 15, and that will easy, easily get me through this year with um, just reusing. But if you think of it, you know, I know a lot of people, it just cringes me when people take them and they'll throw them away in the garbage because some of those bags can be four to $5. And that's one thing that, you know, I think if, if people are offended that I gave them a reusable bag, then it's probably people that I don't want to surround myself with. <laughs> and I think that everybody understands. And I think a lot of moms do that too, they reuse. But where we come into a problem with that is if we have too much of it. But next time, you know, if you think, um, we don't even think about it, it's someone's birthday and we just, oh, let's go to the dollar store, let's go to Target and quick grab a bag when you have plenty of them that you already have. So that's one purchase that I haven't bought in, you know, a really long time that I try to just reuse what I have. And I know a lot of, I posted this one on my Instagram today and people were even saying things like using garbage bags with twine and um, anything that they can find around the house or even a piece of fabric, which is great. Whereas before, you know, you go and you buy a new thing of gift wrapping every single time you have a Christmas, but really using up what you have. My mom is actually a queen for this, where she, you know, even for a birthday, she'll give us Christmas wrapping paper. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So it's really nice that, you know, a lot of people, I mean, for the most part, I wouldn't care if someone gave me something reusable. So it's just a really great way to, to save some money. Number 16 is cooking spray. Now, we just got done talking about how we simplify our meals, and I do use spray, but what I do is I bought a reusable spray jar, and it's a little sprayer, and you actually take your olive oil and you pour it into there. So, of course, you're already buying your olive oil, but if you can put it into this little sprayer, then you don't have to buy cooking spray. And I know, you know, they're getting better with cooking sprays. There's avocado oil and olive oil that you can use to spray. But this is just a really great, you know, nonstick way that you can, um, you know, you're already buying olive oil, so why not just use a reusable one? And then you're not throwing the aerosol container away either. You're reusing it, you know, constantly, which is great. Yeah, I have one of those as well. I don't remember, I got it as a gift, like, forever ago. And I love it. We use it all the time. And I think the other benefit too, is that you use way less oil, you know, when you spray it. So if you're not buying the cooking spray all the time and you kind of want to, you know, start using a little bit less oil, I think this is a great way to do it. Cause we just like spray our veggies or spray whatever real quick, rather than dumping your olive oil on too. So I love it. We use it all the time. 
Yes. Yes. No, I found it to be really helpful. And just a fun fact here that I thought of. So olive oil can go up to 350 degrees, whereas avocado can go at a much higher heat. So if you use avocado oil, it's a lot better. Um, you know, it's not as rancid as if where you release a lot of the fumes at 350 degrees with um, the olive oil. So avocado oil is actually a good oil to use if you are cooking. Um, I know some people don't like the difference between the two, you know, how the one's a little bit lighter, but just a suggestion out there, if you're looking to be more clean and simple, you know, those are great options right there. Number 17 is birthday decorations. Now, <laughs> I may have to kind of go back on my word on this one because we do have our twins golden birthday coming up this year. And I may buy some gold things, but for the most part, I try to use reusable birthday decorations. And with this, I tried to buy felt decorations. Um, back when I didn't have kids, I actually made some with a sewing machine, and I'll be posting them soon here on my Instagram, of little circles, and then I sewed them together, but using felt. And I saw some at the dollar store the other day where it was felt a different kind of banner but if you think of it that way and you can even use paper if you want but we have the same sign that we use every single year the same kind of streamers the same and it was really helpful actually during covid because last year they had a covid birthday and we could go out and buy decorations and you know it just wasn't a necessity at the time and this was just a great way that they can you know you don't even have to think and go out to the store and they don't notice the difference either um so it's it's one of the things that we reuse every year, just using felt, and you can make your own, you can buy your own for cheap. I have seen them at Target too where they're felt, but that's a really great way that, you know, I think it's more about the experience than, you know, seeing how much decorations. And if you do buy decorations, one thing that I've also done for my, we did the Very Hungry Caterpillar for my son's first birthday, and I had so, I went all out, so many decorations, not minimal at all. <laughs> but I ended up selling a lot of it. So that's a great way too, that it doesn't become clutter, but someone else can use it. Or if you post it on Facebook market, I'm a huge fan of reselling things that someone else could use rather than just throwing it away. I'd like to try posting it there first and trying to see if um, we can create less waste by, by posting it there. Number 18 is pedicures and manicures. Now I am all for one of having nice nails and um, I know that some people like nails more than others. My sister-in-law, she's a great example. It brings her so much joy to go get her nails done. For me, I'm just not, it's more work for me to go and get my nails done <laughs> than it is enjoyable. So this is not for, for you. If you enjoy getting your nails done, this is probably not for you. But what I found is that during the winter, I like to just completely take all my nail polish off because it is, a lot of them are toxic and let them air out for the winter. So you will probably, you know, nobody really sees my toes. If I lived in Florida, maybe, but I live in Wisconsin, nobody sees my toes at all. And it's a great, you know, clean way that you can, you can kind of use your, just not having nail polish on your toes and letting them breathe. But I like to use, it's called like the Impress brand and then also the Color Street. My nails don't get as long. So if I do actually have long nails, I'll use the Color Street where you can put them on and they're reusable. It's like nail polish that goes on top. But I like to use the Impress brand. So if there is something that I know, so for example, I just got them, I just did them for Valentine's Day to kind of feel a little fancier. <laughs> Normally I don't get them done, but they are stick-on press-ons and they'll last around two to three weeks. 
So they do make your nails if there's a special occasion like a wedding. I like pressing those on and you know they work just as great for me. They bring me just as much joy. I don't have to go somewhere and especially now because it's hard you can't really just go and get your nails done but you know I spend $8 versus $38 depending on where you go and what you're having done. So that's one way that, you know, things that I no longer buy, I know that they bring some people joy, but for me, it's just not my thing. Number 19 is perfumes and body sprays. So I know before you kind of mentioned that you have that chemical sensitivity where you're really sensitive towards any kind of different, you know, whether it's cleaning or whether it's someone's perfume or cologne, I can tell right away and my eyes start to itch, I get a headache, kind of the same thing. So I actually make my own and I'll either roll essential oils on me, I have a bracelet that I can diffuse or a necklace that I have or rub them behind my ears. Um, I'll make a body spray myself where I have a reusable bottle, I'll put water in it and a couple of, you know, essential oils that I like that really work well with my body. There's a, one that's whisper and it actually brings out your natural body, you know, smells that are, <clears throat> that work best with you. So I think, you know, you kind of know what you like and what you gravitate towards. So if there's more floral or citrusy or more calming, but then, you know, there's benefits of those too, where there's a lot of calming ones that I like to use. <laughs> so I smell good and I get so many people saying, oh, you smell like a Veda. And I was at Subway I forget one, but some people actually across the lady behind the counter, and you know how Subway is so strong when you go in there? And she said, oh, you smell so good. You smell like a Veda. So people do kind of, <laughs> you know, can smell the, the difference between that. And it's actually, you know, a good and pleasant smell. And I'll get that too. And people come to my house, they'll say, oh, it smells like a spa in here. So I like to, I like to embrace more of a natural kind of smell than a lot of those synthetic ingredients. And one thing, women, a fun fact, women are exposed to over 500 different chemicals throughout the day. So if we can start decluttering some of those and coming up with more clean and simple options, like all the things that I described, that's one way that we can start to cut down on those, those chemicals that we, we use. And the last one, as long as we're talking about chemicals, the last one would be multiple cleaners. Now I post different kind of DIY recipes on my page all the time. And you would be surprised at how many things you can use vinegar for. So you can use vinegar as your fabric softener. You can use it as a rinse aid. You could use it as a multi-purpose cleaner. There are so many, you know, as your floors, as um, there's so many different uses that once you have, I actually posted to the top 10 cleaners that I use that are ingredients that I have. So things like baking soda, and um, even just using the water, but then mixing them with essential oils and all different kind of things that you can use out there. You think that, oh, I don't want to make my own cleaning products, but it literally takes you about 30 seconds. It's a lot easier than going down the store and trying to find something. Um, there are a lot of clean products out there, but it's what they call greenwashing, where they look like they're clean, but they're not as clean. So think about that too. I really got good at reading the back of labels to see what was exactly in them. And you'll notice that a lot of people that advertise that their clean products aren't. So that's why I like knowing what goes into mine. And they have the same added benefits. You know, essential oils are antibacterial, same thing with the vinegar. They're cleaning just as well. And you think back to what our grandmothers use, it was vinegar and really getting back to those staple ingredients where you don't have to be purchasing and you can reuse the bottle too. You're reusing a 
glass bottle. You're not getting the plastics that are in there. You're not creating more waste in our landfills. So I think it's just being more of an intentional consumer and really being intentional. Um, yes, I purchased these things, but now I no longer have to buy them again. And really just being intentional about what we buy and not just frivolously spending. So those are my, my 20 so far. I have more that I want to share, but I know we only have so much time. So well, I will make sure to send people to Instagram because the more you share on there, I know people will love to see um, more ideas in this area. But 20 is, I mean, it's amazing. Just some of the things you don't even think about until somebody comes on and says, you know, gives another option for something. And I was going to say, like, we use vinegar almost with every cleaner that we have in our house too. It's so much to the point where my kids actually kind of like the smell now. They used to come in and be like, oh, mom, clean the bathroom. It smells like vinegar. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's now, funny. Well, and I was going to add too, if you don't like the vinegar smell, which I know some people aren't a fan of, that's where the, the essential oils come in. And really that the lemon kind of cuts it away. Another tip too, you can use your lemon peels and vinegar and soak them for a couple days and your orange peels or lime peels. So if you don't want to waste those, soak them in some vinegar and it's the same kind of effect where it kind of cuts the vinegar smell. So maybe your kids can kind of get used to that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is It is pretty funny. I'm going to try that with the peels. So we compost. Um, we have a pretty big garden and we try to compost all of our all of our stuff, but I'm sure that we could soak it and compost it um, as well because you probably could. Vinegar, so. I'll have to look into that for sure. And one more fun fact that I'm thinking of now we're on orange peels. You can actually take your peels too. And if you put them in your garbage disposal, it cleans out your garbage disposal. But I learned this from our plumber. It balances the pH in your, in your water if you have a septic tank. If you don't, I don't know what it does to city water. <laughs> but we have a septic tank and it actually helps to balance out the pH. So it is a good thing if it's cleaning your disposable and then it's balancing everything out. So fun fact for the day in case you, <laughs> in case you need another one. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Well, this is a question I ask all my guests and it can be around what we talked about or it can be something totally different. It doesn't matter. Um, but if you could grab a busy mom by the shoulders, look her right in the eyes and tell her one thing, what would it be? I think it would be to be still. I love that verse. I love just being present, slowing down. That's something that's so hard for me. And I think it is with a lot of other moms is just to be present. Even just if you can take one intentional moment throughout the day, whether it's just looking at your kids playing or um, for example, we just had a snowstorm and I could have stayed inside and done a million things. And we have a nice backyard where I can overlook and see my kids play. But instead, I made myself go outside. I didn't want to. It was nice and warm inside. But once I got out there, it was so nice just to take that intentional time with them and to play with them and to show them the whites of my eyes and, you know, where I'm looking at them and giving my attention. You know, I think that's what it's all about is just being still and present. It's such a hard thing, but we, you know, we can learn so much by the choices that we're making. And another thing too, is just to slow down and realize that you don't have to do all this stuff all at once. I've been doing this over the course of six years. So all these things that may be great, and you may think, oh, I really want to like, I'm going to do this all and go all in. If you want to do that, great. But don't feel like you got to do all these things. Just take one simple thing at a time, slowly replace it, use up what you have first, 
and then slowly replace it. Don't think you got to declutter everything all at once. And, you know, it's going to make my life great if I do this. But I think if we can start removing some of those things that distract us, whether it's, you know, from a mind standpoint or even from a clutter standpoint, if we can start taking some of those things away and then really just being still and focus on what's most important in life and kind of what's your purpose for doing this? Why are you, why do you want to simplify? What's your reason behind it? And then I think it will just kind of, you know, help it to, to work, work itself out as you go. Yeah. I love that one. And you're right. It's so hard to be present. I often think, think that like when, when I go pick up my older two at school, my younger one is with me. And sometimes in the pickup line, I'm tempted to just be on my phone or, you know, because I'm like, well, he's in the back, but the truth is our kids do notice. And if you can just take those 10 minutes to just talk about the day or, you know, tell jokes or, or whatever. Um, and the things that I would be doing on my phone are not, you know, benefiting me in any way. Anyway, it's just a, just kind of a time, you know, keep me not bored, I guess, you know, cause we're so drawn in to being on something. So yeah, I, I struggle with that. I think we all do a little bit and, um, I think it's so important to remember. Yes, no, I would definitely agree. So tell us Bridget where we can find you and learn more about you, um, and just follow along on this journey with you. You can find me at Clean and Simple Bridget, and it's Bridge with a T. And you can find me there on Instagram and then also on Facebook. Um, for the most part, I'm on Instagram, but I'm always, I try to do about one post a day where I can try to, you know, help some other mom just kind of simplify their lives. And that's really my purpose. Like you said, social media can be kind of distracting, but it can also be used for good. So I really had to look at my purpose of what, how, and I'm spending my time on there and how can I help other moms? So that's really, I try to be more intentional and I try to give you good information that's going to be helpful instead of, um, you know, not just have you scrolling <laughs> something that's not. So hopefully you find the information there valuable. You can also find my link there. I have a link tree and all these items that I mentioned, you can go on my Amazon page and you can shop there and figure it out. My goal is to not make you buy more is to make you buy less in the long run. So yes, there are, you know, there's an example of what you, these items that we have, but think about it as an investment um, that you can be using. So the, all that link is right there. All my other ones, if you go to my Instagram page, you can just click on my link and then that will bring you to all the things that we talked about today. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to link your Instagram and Facebook in the show notes for listeners and Bridget, I appreciate your time. I know you're very busy and you have lots of wonderful things to use your time for, but I appreciate you coming on the show today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I don't know about you, but I love a good list. So I absolutely loved having Bridget on this episode to share with us a list of things she no longer buys. I love lists because it makes me feel like I can take little pieces of it and make them my own without feeling like I have to do all of it. And so that's what I loved about this. She gave us 20 things to take and use in our own lives, possibly stop buying certain things to help us live a little healthier and more waste-free. And I'm going to take a couple definitely over the next few months, but I'm not going to go for all 20 at once because I know I don't have the capacity for that. The ones which I did already make from when I recorded this episode to when you are hearing it is 
I am no longer buying tampons. I made my last purchase the last time before the episode, um, before recording the episode, and I went ahead and bought the menstrual cup. And I am so excited to just make that switch. And, you know, she said it might take some time, so I am aware of that. Um, But that is one switch that I have been wanting to make, and I decided to dive in. So I would love to hear which switch you are going to go for right off the bat. If there's one in particular that really speaks to you, send me a message on Instagram and let me know, or tag Clean and Simple Bridget as well, because I'm sure she'd love to hear it too. Make sure to follow her on Instagram and find any links from this show in the show notes at homewithkids.com. All right, until next week, have a blessed weekend. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.